Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Morning, guys. I know that we've said it a couple of times, but happy Father's Day. I hope all of you dads got to sleep in or mow the lawn uninterrupted early this morning, whatever you guys like to do. We're excited to um, have you here. If you've not met me, my name is Crystal. I'm another leader here at The Heart, and we're in this message series called Moving Forward. And today we're going to be in the third message, but I want to give you a quick little recap. Our first message was all about this idea of when we're in a circumstance or a situation of wanting to move forward, having the understanding and choice that we're not starting from zero. We're not starting from scratch. And then last week, Dom talked to us about the power of borrowing. He talked about how he and his dad borrow their weed eaters. Sometimes we can borrow trust or faith, and that was so powerful. Gene, if you're watching, I'm going to need to borrow that weed eater next Tuesday. But the power in knowing that you have a community that you can lean into and borrow from. And so today, what I want to talk about is boundaries. All the dads are like, boundaries around target spending. So I want to talk about boundaries and how they can be a powerful element in our life to move forward. So a boundary is simply an imaginary line that separates you from someone else, right? It separates your feelings, your physical space, your responsibilities from others. And it's a way that we mentally and emotionally can remain stable. Now, the problem with that is sometimes when we talk about boundaries, they're conveyed in a negative space, like a hard stop. And the beauty about boundaries is when they're positioned in a healthy way, they serve as a connection, a path for us to navigate relationships and circumstances so that we can move on. And I've been learning a little bit about boundaries because I am no pro. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I was watching this uh, breakdown from a psychologist, and she talked about how we are all born with two tools when it comes to navigating life. We're born with this imaginary compass, and there's two words on them, yes and no. And then we're born with the ability to implement boundaries. And the thing that can be difficult about this, well, it is for me, is boundaries can unleash a lot of emotion, stormy emotions, right? But what we have to remember is yes and no are not feelings. They're not put in place to hurt other people. They're put in place for us to manage our stress. And the thing about that that we have to keep in mind is That's a choice. Our boundaries are a choice. And we're going to look at that, and we're going to look at some of the choices that Jesus made in a little bit in the book of Mark. But I want to share this with you guys and go ahead and bring it to the table. If there was anyone unqualified to talk to you about boundaries, it is me. I have been working on boundaries. I'm committed to learning more about them. But um, I have struggled with boundaries my entire life, in every area of my life, personal, professional. But there's one area I've mastered boundaries. I wish I could say it was my nacho consumption, but it is not. Chips and queso, boundaries out the window. But this one area is my bedtime. Like, I can be your ride-or-die friend up until about 
10 p.m., 9 p.m., 8.15? Now, here's the thing. Around 7.45, I like start to vampire right into my bed. It's a reaction. I have a super solid boundary around bedtime. And boundaries lead us to purpose, or they protect our purpose. And for me, there's two reasons why I have a boundary around my bedtime. I'll share one with you now and one a little bit later. So in the morning, I like to get up, I like to let my dog out, get my coffee, and get my mind right for the day. If I am like rushing, if I wake up late and I'm rushing to get to work, take a shower, get myself together, I'm in a mental panic. Like if I'm late for anything, it is ridiculous how anxious I get. And so I put that boundary in place for my bedtime so that I can have a good start to my morning. And I know that's not everyone's boundary. Some of you may prefer to go to bed late and wake up late, and that's fine. But that's the boundary that I've put in place for myself. So I want to ask you, do you currently have any boundaries in your life? Maybe in a relationship, or at work, or in friendships. Do you, ha do you have any boundaries? So here's something I wrote down and I want to share with you guys. Take some notes if you'd like. There are times when we will need to respect, create, or break boundaries to move forward. And that's what we're going to dig into here in just a little bit. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not sure if I need boundaries or I'm not sure if I have ones set, here's a tip that you can think through today during this message and allow yourself to be here. Uh, I'm sharing, so we'll be here for about 15 minutes. It's not going to be long. Um, so allow yourself to be here and really think through these concepts. But if you find yourself feeling burdened or broken or burned out, that could be a sign that you either need to place boundaries in your life or you have poor boundaries. I wrote a couple of things down as I was thinking through this. And uh, also as I was just researching um, what poor boundaries could look like. So here's some things that maybe you could resonate with. You agree with someone when you want to disagree. You feel guilty when others aren't happy as if you were responsible. Uh-oh. You feel like you have to earn respect by being nice. You have a chronic fear about what others think of you. Are any of those in place in your life? That's a sign that we're lacking boundaries somewhere in our life. And right on the other side of that, when we can learn how to set healthy boundaries, it helps us to define our identity. It helps us to become more courageous and empowered with our choices. It helps us to feel in control and being congruent with who we are and who God designed us to be. It's so, so powerful. And that aspect is how these healthy boundaries can lead us to healthier and deeper relationships. I'm going to show you a video here um, in just a second, but let me, let me set you up with it. So my daughter, when she was very young, taught me that there are, a type, there are types of people who are really good at setting boundaries. That's three, four, and five-year-olds. Anyone have them? 
Yes? Okay. They're so great at setting boundaries. I can remember um, when my daughter was little, I always felt like she was the only child, so I always felt like she needed friends, right? Like, I need to take her to Chick-fil-A. There's a gazillion kids running all around, germs everywhere. Like, we got to go out, and I got to get you around friends. And she was such, like, a a content kid with a book in her playroom and very uh, willing to tell you no. And so I would go to her and I'd be like, all right, Kai, you know, mom's got all the diaper bags, everything ready to go. I'm like, all right, Kai, we're going to go to Chick-fil-A. We're going to play with some kids. And she's like reading a book, swinging her legs. No, thank you. She just knew what she wanted. Kids know what they want and they're not afraid to share. So When she was really little, we had this boundary, her dad and I had this boundary around eating healthy before you had junk food. We weren't like, no, you can't, we weren't those parents who were like, no, you can't have any junk. We're just like, okay, if you're going to eat ice cream or cookies, you got to have some healthy food. And so somewhere along the line, she adopted that boundary. And not only did she adopt it for herself, she implemented it for everyone around her. But the power in that is you knew exactly where you stood with her. So I want to show you this video. Um, We had gone on a trip, or I had gone on a trip, and I came back, and I brought her one of those cookies. You know, if you work in an office, sometimes people bring those, like, special cookies around. Um, So I brought her back this cookie. It was extravagant. It was amazing. And she had this spot where her treats went. So I put her cookie in her treat spot so that she could have it after dinner and I went to go pick her up from daycare and it was gone so watch this video real quick She knew exactly what she wanted, right? It's a, it's pretty funny. So when she goes to her dad's um, on the weekends, she they still eat very healthy. At my house now we live on plant-based goldfish and mac and cheese. It's organic. Settle down. So you know at her dad's house they do smoothies and um, I mean adaptogens, whatever other healthy things are in the smoothies. And so she still makes sure that um, they're eating their healthy food before they indulge in all their cookies and cakes. So um, that is so powerful, though. Have you been around someone where you knew what their boundaries were? You knew what to expect from them, and you knew what you could expect for yourself around them. Those people are typically mentally and emotionally energized. And the thing about boundaries, what I've been learning on this journey as I'm trying to commit more to them is there's an ebb and flow. It's not black and white. Boundaries are purposed for a season. And you might be in your professional life. There may be a a boundary that you need to put in place. 
I have definitely been there. I'm the worst at work with boundaries. In fact, the other day I was talking to someone. They called me at 7. I remember getting off the phone. And I was like, oh, yeah, call me anytime, 24-7. I'm like, what the heck? I'm getting ready to talk about boundaries at church, right? When we're feeling drained, it's because there's a boundary that we need to put in place. But people who are on this path of committing to boundaries they're full of joy most of the time. They have energy to deal with overwhelm. Jesus teaches us about that in the book of Mark chapter 6. If you're an overachiever and you want to turn there for me, go ahead and get over there because I want to talk about that. For a long time, I thought, especially growing up in and out of church, I thought boundaries had this very like negative view. It meant we weren't compassionate or we weren't available to other people. And even in uh, the book of Luke, there's this scripture, it says, but Jesus often slipped away from them and went into the wilderness to pray. We're going to be in the book of Mark, and so I want to set this up for you just really quick. Um, this is just my take from reading this book. I encourage you guys to read the book of Mark. It'll take you about an hour. It's one of the shortest gospels uh, reported, and so it's a jam-packed book. Um, Mark is based, I'm going to say co-worker, but that's a modern language. Um, he was with Paul and Peter, and so when he wrote this book, there are so, there's so much in this book. 21 miracles recorded, um, two of them unique to Mark, and there are 18 accounts of Jesus honoring his boundaries. So this whole story is uh, the inspired unfolding of Jesus's healing and teaching and working wonders. It's set up in three acts, essentially. It starts, the first act starts in Galilee, where Jesus is performing miracles and healing, and people are starting to recognize him. Large crowds are around him consistently. And then the third scene is in Jerusalem, where he's recognized as the messianic king. And then in the middle of this is this whole journey of Jesus going from one place to the other. But the biggest theme within that is his disciples are learning what it means for him to be the king. What does that actually mean? What they discover is that it's him being a servant king, not what they had originally thought. And I'm not going to read through a ton here, but I do want to talk to you about this one portion. Now, Jesus had already been performing miracles, um, and then we get to this story where Jesus multiplies food to feed 5,000. Maybe you've heard of it. And in, in the book, and what a lot of commentary tells us is that we see 5,000, but in this era, women and children were not counted. And so there was way more people than that right? And his disciples had just gotten back from a mission telling everyone the gospel. And in this portion, um, let me read it to you. There was such a swirl of activity around Jesus with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to his disciples, come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can rest a while. They slipped away and left by sailboat for a deserted spot. Jesus bookend his miracles and his compassion with boundaries. 
The reason why he was able to operate out of this overflow was because he often went away to a secret place with his father. Sometimes we have to get away. Sometimes we have to have this compass of yes and no to determine where we are going to stand. So that when we are in a challenging place, when we are in the space of needing to move forward, we can operate out of compassion and energy and not from empty. I used to tell people that when I die, I want to go out on E, right? I just want to run a million miles and do all the things that I ever thought I could do. And that's true, but unhealthy in a sense. So here Jesus is, and he has these people that have been close to him, and they're going a million miles an hour, but 18 times in between the 21 miracles, he stops and he slows down and he gets away from this place. Jesus' purpose was the mission to come and rescue the world, to tell everyone about his father, and there's no way with the amount of activity that he performed here on earth in his humanity, he could have done that if he was operating from empty. You see, healthy boundaries are not set to hurt others, but to create healing for ourselves. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but in my life, in my friendships, at work, sometimes when people set boundaries, it can feel a little bit right, like rejection. Anyone ever felt that way? Maybe? Okay, thank you. I'm not alone. So it can feel like rejection, right? Maybe we don't fully understand why that boundary is in place, or we can consume that as something that we did. And Jesus is saying, and he's, he's being so adamant because these people were close to him. They traveled with him for years. He even had boundaries with the people closest to him. He was saying, this isn't to hurt you. This is to heal my space. This is so that I can continue on my mission to operate. Imagine that Jesus went to pray by himself, and he invited you quietly to join you in that secret place. What do you think that you would need? What boundary would you need to put in place if there was no fear or guilt associated with that boundary? Would you need more boundaries in your relationships? Is there a toxic habit in your life that you would need to set a boundary around so that you can move forward? The challenge that I want to challenge each of you with is to create one boundary in your life this week. There's family members that I don't really dig into certain subjects with because I know that that is a toxic environment and my goal is connection with them. There are other relationships in my life that I have to be careful with. I was telling you guys at the beginning of this message that my bedtime is 8.15. It's not a lie. Here's the second reason why I put that in place. Two and a half years ago, my life was shaken upside down, and not just my life, but my daughter's as well. 
our whole family, really. And what I started to discover with her specifically was that at nighttime, that's when she would share things with me. That's when she would be vulnerable about how she was feeling and she had questions. And even when I was like falling asleep, one eye open, that's when she wanted to talk. And so I protect that space for her and for me. We needed to move forward together. And that was a time where we could talk and she would be honest. I needed that and so did she. And here we are now navigating life in a different way and finally moving forward. A boundary allowed us to do that. And all of you dads in the crowd, let me tell you this. Just like the father was to Jesus, you're so special. You're a space where people can come to heal. You're a space that can be powerful, extend bravery. You have no idea the impact that you have in the lives of others. I know some amazing dads, and I know this day is also very hard for some people that don't have their fathers, or maybe you don't have a father figure in your life. But this book introduces us to a father that broke boundaries, that says, no matter where you are, I'm right here. Come to this quiet space. Lean into me. That's who you are as a dad. I met my dad when I was 15 years old. Hey, Dad, if you're watching, happy Father's Day. I met my dad when I was 15 years old, and I always imagined that moment and how it would be awkward. And I remember the first time that I saw him and my brothers and my stepmom. And for me, I know this isn't everyone's story, but for me, I felt like I could finally breathe. I finally knew who I belonged to. My dad is awesome. And he makes me feel safe when I'm with him. And even when he's far away, I know that I can call. And we all have a father that we can call on in the quiet spaces or if you need to yell out. So this is the last part to the challenge after all that sappy stuff. So, um, as I told you, I'm learning about boundaries, right? Here are three things that I've discovered this week that have helped me when it comes to boundaries. The first one that we can implement is increasing our self-care. I'm not talking about exercise and eating, although that is a physical boundary that you can put around yourself but recognizing what do you need. No one can tell you that, but what do you need for yourself? A lot of times, whenever we're in a circumstance that we're trying to move forward, maybe there's a new cancer diagnosis, or maybe there's an addiction in your family, or maybe there's a divorce in your midst. What we can do is start to take the back seat and say, I don't need anything. I'm good. Let me pour all of what I have into this other person or this other situation. And then we get to a point where we get burned out, full of resentment and anger. You can't operate out of that. you got to find the things that make you feel 
like you're poured back into self-care. The second one is reach out and build a web of resources. It's why we have this community. It's why all we talk about is community and connection and want to have a space where you can lean into resources, but also therapists, support groups. There are all kinds of support groups. I'll find one for chips and queso soon. The third one is, this is the biggest one. If you could walk away with one thing today, walk away with this. Focus on choosing your responsibilities and limit your time to everything else. What in this life, who in this life do you want to be responsible to and for? And limit your time everywhere else. There are always going to be people that need you. You're going to be the only person. You're going to be the only person that can care for yourself. It's just like on a plane when they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first and then help others. It's for a purpose. The purpose is so that you can literally be able to save someone else and that you don't pass out. I'm going to pray for us. My hope for you today as we do that is that you recognize that you're worth it. You're worth placing boundaries. You're worth the purpose that you've been placed on this earth for. And you have a father that is cheering you on. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the people in our lives who serve as a safe space. God, I pray that any guilt or fear that we've ever had associated with our worth or with what we need, God, I pray that would dissipate today. I pray that you would speak to our hearts and show us how we can operate out of overflow, how we can be better when we get quiet. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.